Park Hopping Podcast number 90, Holiday Time at Disneyland. Lots of important things to say. This is not art. Coming up next in our show. This is not media. First, the news. This is not news. Now, welcome back to the show. This is another crappy podcast production. Celebrating over 12 years of posting Disney stuff on the internet. This is another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan from DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 90, the podcast that proves anyone can have their own podcast. Welcome back to the Park Hopping Podcast, the only Disney fan podcast in the entire world, based out of Des Moines, Iowa, USA, that I know of. There could be more, I don't really check. Previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, I shared my first-time thoughts on finally getting to take my first ride on the Disney's California Adventure Superstar Limo Replacement, Munsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the Rescue. I even managed to call the big blue guy Sully a few times to offset the times I called him Scully. Well, the truth is out there, and thanks to St. Chris in New Jersey for once again pointing out my verbal slippage. Like I know how to pronounce Munsters. Munsters. I don't know, they, they sound the same to me. I, I'm from Texas. Today on the Park Hopping Podcast, well, during my late November and early December 2008 visit to Disneyland, I got to see several new things. We've already talked about the Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough at Disneyland, and the Toy Story Midway Mania and Monsters, Inc. Mike and Sully to the Rescue at Disney's California Adventure, but time is running out and I need to make my way back across the Esplanade to Walt's original Magic Kingdom in order to catch the Holiday Time at Disneyland tour, which is going to be starting in just a few minutes. Yeah, that's right, this is an episode about Disneyland's Christmas tour experience in January. Hey, where I live it still looks like Christmas with all the snow-covered trees and yards around me. But first, did you know about that listener world map I used to mention? Yeah, I kind of forgot about it too, but nearly 500 of you haven't and have added your location to that map. And by nearly 500, I mean only 483 of you. So if there are 17 more of you out there that will drop by, stick your virtual pin in the virtual map and let us know where you listen from, that would be spiffy. Then instead of me saying nearly 500 of you, I could say 500 of you, or maybe 501, whatever. So just drop by anothercrappypodcast.com and click where it says, please mark your spot on my world map. Then maybe I'll remember this map again in a few months and I'll check to see if 17 more of you actually checked it out. Eh, probably not with my memory. What were we talking about again? Oh, right, the Holiday Time at Disneyland tour, which is at... Disneyland, of course. I'm going to try to outline this episode a bit so I won't sound as random and as disconnected as I have in the past few episodes, so we'll see if that helps. I'm betting probably not. The Disney theme parks offer special tours you can take, at an additional cost, of course. The holiday tour was about $60 for an adult, which is just a bit less than the price of a single-day admission, so naturally that price does not include admission to the park. And you have to have admission to take one of these tours. So if someone wanted to visit the park for one day and they specifically wanted to take that tour, it would be a pretty expensive tour. But still not as expensive as the Universal Studios Hollywood VIP Experience Tour, which I'm going to be telling you about in an upcoming episode. Now that was a neat tour. But I digress. The Holiday Time at Disneyland Tour gets its name from an episode of the Disneyland TV series. 
According to our friends over at the Internet Movie Database, this episode aired on December 23rd, 1962, and it covered various ways that Disneyland celebrated the holidays, not just limited to the Christmas celebrations. The holiday time at Disneyland Tour is specifically a Christmas time offering, although it does touch on various other ways the season is celebrated, such as Hanukkah. I've actually taken this tour before, and although it remains largely unchanged each time I've seen it, it's certainly an experience I think everyone should have at least once, especially if you haven't taken a Disney tour before. I think the only other tour I've taken from Disney, not counting the bakery and tortilla tours at Disney's California Adventure, were, uh, I think it was the Behind the Seeds tour at Epcot's The Land Pavilion. Well, I guess I should talk about that sometime, too. I really need more time, you see. So let's start our holiday time at Disneyland tour, which we can expect to last about three hours. In addition to the tour, we'll also get fast passed on to the holiday attractions, as well as receive a drink, snack, and special VIP seating for the holiday parade. The tour is usually offered twice a day, and I prefer the later tour since it ends at night and you get to tour the park as the lights come on, and that's very pretty. So we're going to begin. The uh, tours meet up just to the left of Disney's City Hall at Disneyland, and there's a little guided tour kind of a waiting area. And I remember they rebuilt that about 10 years ago. It used to be a little smaller, but you can check in at the window, pay for your tickets if you haven't already, uh, sit around and wait for your tour to begin. Now, I bought my tickets online in advance, so all I had to do was check in with them and actually turn in, uh, you know, show my ID and actually get my ticket, so I didn't actually have to buy the tickets there. Uh, there are several costume cast members. They're wearing the uh, very specific tour costumes, kind of like the ones you see in City Hall, would uh, meet the groups and start trying to see if everybody is there. And about a year or so ago, they started offering the tours with little headsets. So the tour guide would be using a wireless microphone, and everyone in the tour would be wearing a headset with a little pack you clip on you so you could hear the tour guide as you walk through the parks. So they would get everybody together, pass out these headphones and do tests on them, and uh, then eventually our tour guide would show up and off we'd go. For this tour, we had a, a lovely Disneyland cast member named Rachel. Her last name was Jolly, so she made a lot of good jokes about the Jolly Holiday Time tour. And she starts off in front of the guided tour building and kind of gives us an overview of what we're going to be doing that day. Of course, since we're right there in the heart of Main Street, USA, there's a discussion about the Disneyland Christmas tree and the fact that it was an artificial tree that year and some history about incidents they've had in the past with trees catching on fire and having to be rebuilt. Now, during the tour, our, host, our hostess will also be playing audio clips, including some quotes from Walt Disney and some Christmas music. There's some sing-alongs. And when I took this tour previously and they started doing this, they were playing off of some kind of uh, iPod, maybe an iPod Nano or something. This year, they were playing off of a little tiny iPod Shuffle, which was interesting, though I wonder how they select which tracks they're going to play. Now, the tour is mostly focusing on Christmas at Disneyland, but they never call it a Christmas tour because, of course, they want to be inclusional to everyone of different faiths and beliefs and denominations. So one of the first stops we made was a little place on Main Street, which got decorated and changed and rethemed sometime in recent years, and it's supposed to be a, a Jewish businessman. And they kind of give some of the story about the Jewish celebration of Hanukkah, and they actually point out that in that window on Main Street, they put up a little electric menorah, the little candelabra that's part of the uh, Jewish Hanukkah celebration. So that's one of the only places in the park that you can get something that's not basically a Christian Christmas representation of this holiday. 
The tour then proceeds to stop at the Disneyland candy shop on Main Street on the left-hand side, and they tell the story about how they make the special candy canes and also give us some information on how they pump out scents onto Main Street. And apparently this is one of the typical stops on most of the Disneyland tours. They stop and point out the air vents and talk about what type of smells they put out during different times of the year. And I believe it's peppermint or vanilla or something. Vanilla during the normal time of the year, peppermint during holiday. So that's at the uh, Candy Palace on Main Street. The tour will then go on down towards the castle. And the first walk is going to be, uh, well, after they stopped and told us about all the castle decorations that are new as of a few years ago. The first stop is actually into Fantasyland and then back around the corner to stop at the Big Thunder Ranch where the reindeer, Santa's reindeer, are on display. And although I didn't see them this trip, the pardoned turkeys that President Bush pardoned the last couple of years have ended up at Disneyland. They had a display for them, but we didn't actually see them. So they talk a little bit about the reindeer. Then they walk us over into Adventureland, and there's a little gazebo, not a gazebo, there's an outdoor amphitheater area just across from where the uh, Mexican food restaurant is. And they stop and give us a little pitch about the poinsettia plants. And this is because uh, up until recent years, this area was always decorated with them. Well, there wasn't a single poinsettia plant in the area. So having her stop and talk to us about those plants here, she actually made a reference to how there weren't any around. And so I guess they kind of kept the script the same, even though they've changed some of their decorations. Now, about that time in the tour was when it started getting a little dark. The lights around us were starting to come on. And she walks us down into New Orleans Square for the next part of the tour. Now, each place along the way, they talk about the decorations on Main Street. They talk about the decorations in Frontierland. And when they get to New Orleans Square, they explain some of the New Orleans-style decorations. That You know, it's always Mardi Gras in, in New Orleans Square. So they have Christmas decorations that reflect that, a lot of beads and things like that hanging. She also mentioned how early on they had the archway that you go in, the main road uh, road you go into New Orleans Square, has had different characters up there. They've had an alligator, which I remember seeing, because uh, according to some Louisiana-style Christmas legend, Santa Sleigh was pulled by alligators, which I found kind of interesting, because I grew up in Texas right next door to Louisiana, but it never never heard that. So if anybody listens from Louisiana, maybe you could shed some light on that and tell me how straight Disneyland has its facts on there, how mainstream of a belief it is of a Cajun Santa Claus. So the trip through New Orleans Square is is pretty brief. We kind of walked around the back thing and talked about the types of things they use to decorate. And some places the tour has stopped at in the past could not be stopped at this time because they're now merchandising locations. So we didn't actually get to go into the courtyard of Angels this year. The Haunted Mansion Holiday, of course, is a holiday retheming of the Haunted Mansion, themed to Nightmare Before Christmas. So that's going to be the first attraction stop on the tour. And she walks us over there, and we get to walk right up the Fast Pass return entrance and ride the, um, the attraction without having to wait. Now, the first time I ever took this tour, they weren't doing Fast Pass, and they actually would give you kind of special access to bypass the lines. Well, now with Fast Pass, they get to use the Fast Pass lines. Haunted Mansion Holiday, nothing uh, real different there. There weren't any interesting facts or behind-the-scenes things that she told us about. We basically just walked in. She explained when they started doing the ride and what the theme was, and we rode the ride. And at the end, we all gathered at the exit. I believe we actually rode with our hostess in our doom buggy, so that was kind of fun. She did know about some of the hidden things in the attic, like the monkey bride 
And also, she knew about the Elvis portrait, but she wasn't sure where it was this year. But we did manage to have, uh, I think, um, maybe Mike at PardonOurDust.com is the one that told me where it is. Somebody did, and I was able to get a picture of it this year. And that's in the Disney Fans Photo Gallery, if you're curious about where Elvis would be. So after the Haunted Mansion holiday, we exit and head over to the train station where we wait, and we get to learn a little trivia about the train station in general. And we get uh, loaded through the exit, the same place that wheelchairs would be loaded. And she kind of found us a little place where we could all sit together on the train, which is proving to be interesting because every time she would get us together, she would try to get us to sing Christmas carols. Now, keep in mind, we can hear the music she plays through her little iPod shuffle, but no one around us can hear the music. So as we were walking through Big Thunder Ranch area, we would be singing, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer after we saw the reindeer and singing along with that, much to the amusement of everybody around us who could not hear the wonderful music. You know how things always sound better when you're singing to headphones, but everyone around you doesn't think you're singing very well. That's kind of how our evening went. So we loaded up on the train, and the train took us over to the It's a Small World area. So we we rode all the way around and got off at the Toontown train station, and our next attraction was going to be It's a Small World. Now, It's a Small World gets redecorated for the holidays and rethemed to It's a Small World Holiday. We learned a little bit about that. And we were basically walked up the the normal line for this one. We didn't actually get any faster access to this. I think they have a kind of a merge point they let us go. And while we were there waiting, the little projection light display, which I shared on an episode... Oh, just last month, I believe, sometime in in November or December, I I shared the holiday audio. We actually got to see that while we were right up in front of the sign waiting to get on. And eventually, we were able to load on to It's a Small World and experience the attraction. Again, nothing too spectacular about riding it as part of the tour. In fact, we'd already ridden these attractions the first day in the park. So if you were going to start a Christmas visit to Disneyland and you wanted to ensure you got to see these holiday attractions without waiting in a long line and got a great view of the parade for taking pictures of videotaping, the tour is a really good way to do it. But if you take it towards the end of your visit after you've been in the park three, four, five, or seven days like us, you would have already seen these things so many times it wouldn't have been as special. Uh, After riding through It's a Small World Holiday... We were walked back over to the snack shop near the Princess Fantasy Fair area, the Fantasyland Theater. Now, this was already closed, but they had kept the very end of the counter open for the tour, because that's where we get to go and pick up our first free thing of the tour, and that's a a souvenir mug filled with hot cocoa or coffee. Now, I do want to mention that previously there used to be a Westward host shop in Frontierland, that served fudge, and the tour would stop there, and you would get a sample of Disneyland fudge and be told about how they make it. Well, that shop is now a pin trading shop, so we did not make a stop to get fudge this year. I kind of thought they might do that in the candy shop on Main Street, but it was so packed and busy, we didn't actually get anything like that. So a little different from past years, but I feel kind of disappointed. I didn't get my fudge sample. But here at this snack shop, we did get our mug of hot chocolate, and we got to keep that plastic souvenir mug. And I think I might have mentioned these before. The souvenir mug they give with the $60 Holiday Time at Disneyland tour does not say Disneyland anywhere on it. And in past years, it used to say, you know, Holiday Time at Disneyland or whatever. But this year, it was just a generic Disney Parks character Christmas mug. 
we were given that and then this year's treat in the past it's been like rice crispy treats this year's treat was a little gingerbread man wearing mickey mouse ears so we got the cookie and the hot chocolate we were then marched back over to um get to our viewing area for the christmas parade and we were stopped just in time to see kind of the pre-parade go across where they're one of their year of a million dreams winners gets to be the grand marshal and gets to ride through the car and this year i don't remember if they were promoting any special movie but in the past enchanted has had a pre-parade float and i believe they did that with probably the most recent narnia movie anyway we have a, a little seating area kind of off to the side from where the parade would turn and go into the the access walls where it goes backstage very close to it's a small world so if you're walking down the lane looking towards it's a small world in front of you if you're looking towards that the seating area is near the end where it curves off to the right so over on the right hand side they had several rows of chairs set up roped off just for the tour groups now once we were there and got situated we had our cocoa we had our little gingerbread man cookie they gave us a special holiday time at Disneyland pin a trading pin so that is a nice tangible gift we got and of course the little thing that we got proving we were on the tour is kind of a paper christmas ornament So so far we've kind of had a whirlwind tour around the Disneyland park which probably took about 2 hours and that includes riding the train, Haunted Mansion Holiday, it's a small world holiday, going through Main Street, Frontierland, New Orleans Square. We didn't walk through Adventureland, we did walk through Fantasyland, and we didn't make it through Tomorrowland or Toontown, but the other areas of the park we we got to go through and talk a little bit about the decorations. I'm kind of puzzled that they don't take us through Toontown. It might just be a time issue cuz Toontown is completely decorated. They did talk about it, we just didn't see that. So once we were all situated, eventually the parade started. For the second tour, the parade was originating at Main Street, so it actually took it a good 20 minutes before it actually got to where we were. So we got to hang around and talk and there we go. So folks, this is a whirlwind description of what the holiday time at Disneyland tour is. When I think about it like this, it doesn't sound like it was very much. You get to walk through some places, learn some little trivia, fast pass on a couple of rides and get VIP viewing for the parade. But I tell you what, this is a great way to do it because if you get there and get a front row seat for videotaping or taking pictures, sure beats having to show up an hour ahead of time and claim a spot on the sidewalk. And if timing works out right, you might get to see the light show on Small World. and just have a lot of fun. So, there we go, the holiday time at Disneyland tour. Special thanks to our tour guide Rachel. If you see Rachel, tell her hello. She was uh, very special to us because we ran into her days later over at California Adventure. She was off work and just there as a tourist buying stuff for Christmas apparently, and she recognized us, actually stopped and talked to us at one of the gift shops at California Adventure. So I was very impressed with all the different people she sees in the course of her job that she would actually remember some of her tour guests. So, thanks a lot Rachel, thanks a lot Disneyland. Folks, go check it out if you get out there during Christmas time. It's a great thing to schedule on your first day in the park. Get all those attractions out of the way, see the parade very, very well up front and have a great time. And while you're there having a great time, be sure to take an extra picture, shoot some extra video because you really never know when something you like, love or hate is going to go away and never be around again. 
And on that note, I think that'll do it for me this time, so be sure to visit DisneyFans.com, where you can browse around 60,000 digital pictures I've taken at Disneyland, Disney World, and other theme parks across the country, as well as dozens of downloadable video files from the Disney parks. I even have a whole sequence of pictures taken from this very tour I've described. And if you want to drop me a note, my email address is podcast at DisneyFans.com. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 90, Holiday Time at Disneyland. Thanks for listening. Another Crappy Podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting podcasts. Hey, if you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World and plan to stay off-site, and you've ever wondered what the deal is with all those cheap ticket timeshare promotions, visit DisneyFans.com secret. You can get a special deal at a luxury resort, all by enjoying a great breakfast while taking a tour and listening to a self-pitch. That's DisneyFans.com secret.